Welcome back to the Five Five Minutes of Courage of Faith and Challenge of Thinking. Today's topic is on sin. Now, when it comes to sin, it's really important to understand what that is because your view of sin leads directly to your view of Jesus. So think with me about Luke chapter 8. The woman washed Jesus' feet with her hair, and then Jesus at the very end, the one who's been forgiven much loves much. And what he's doing is connecting two topics, grace and sin. And his point is, if you don't understand one, you won't understand either. So it's really important we get a good, get a good handle on what sin actually is. So what is sin? I like how Cornelius Plantinga defines it. He says sin is, sin is the vandalism of shalom. Now shalom is an Old Testament word. It means peace, but it means so much more than peace. Shalom is the way things ought to be. Shalom is the way that God intended the world to work. Shalom is that which is best for human flourishing. And what the Bible says is that when sin came, came into the world through Adam and Eve, it broke everything good in the world. And so you have all of these ripple effects that go throughout the Bible. And you can think of sin in a lot of different ways. Well, here, here's one way. Think of sin as perversion. Okay, now in our context, sin has become very normalized. But it's important to remember, sin is not normal. Sin is a deviation. Sin is a perversion. In fact, you have, um, Luther says, look, it is homo and curvitas, mankind curved inwards. Think purpose and direction. Sin is taking something that had a good purpose, twisting it, bending it, and then shooting it off in a different direction. Sin is perversion, but also think of sin like it's pollution. Think about pollution. Pollution is bad because it impacts a whole bunch of people at one time. And the Bible talks about sin like that at times. So in 2 Timothy 2, Paul says, their talk will spread like gangrene. And reminiscent of Deuteronomy, that phrase repeats all, all of the time. It says, you must purge the evil from your midst. And this is why church, churches take sin so seriously, because sin can have a negative impact on a whole host of people. Sin is pollution. But also think of sin this way. Think of sin as corruption. Now the idea of corruption is this that sin has broken everything. It's like Paul says, look, all creation groans because of sin. Sin broke everything. And you can think of sin like a cancer. Cancer is bad because it is good cells gone bad. Well, what is sin? Good things gone bad. And cancer is extremely dangerous when it replicates itself in really influential, important areas. Well, so too with sin. Sin can get replicated at a high volume in really influential, high places that is always going to be problematic. While we talk about things like corrupt governments, this is why people sue companies, not just individuals. Why? Because sin breaks everything it touches. Sin is corruption. So what is sin? Sin is both an overstepping of a line and the failure to reach it. It's a missing of the mark and a spoiling of goods, a staining of garments and a wandering from the path, a fragmenting of the whole and a fearfully powerful spoiler of the good. That's sin. Now, the study of sin leaves us there, but it doesn't always leave us there because God has acted in Christ to give us the remedy for sin. So what's remedy? Well, it's easy, it's the cross. What God has done is He sent His Son to live the life that you and I haven't lived and to die the death that we deserve. So we can say in Galatians 20, I've been crucified in Christ. It is no longer I who live. What God has done is He's taken the penalty for my sin. And then once I become a believer, He gives me the Spirit. The Spirit is the one who helps me overcome sin. So think about Galatians 5.16. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Or even Romans 8, verse 13, where he says, 
If you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you'll live. God has given the Holy Spirit to believers to help them fight their sin. And isn't it interesting that the Holy Spirit responds to your sin differently than the world, the flesh, and the devil? See, the world, the flesh, and the devil are going to begin with what you did and then explain who you're not. Well, the Holy Spirit does things differently. He's going to begin with what Christ has done and from that tell you who you are. This is my beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased. The Spirit bears witness that we are children of God. So God gives the whole tip, but also God gives the church. So the church are those who gather around and we encourage each other every day, so long as it's called today, that none of us be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So we say this, sin is vandalized shalom, but God in Christ has acted so that he has punctured the power of sin by removing the penalty of sin. And one day he's going to return to completely eradicate the presence of sin. But until then, we walk by the Spirit and don't gratify desires of the flesh. That's my time. See you next week, and I'll see you then.